The Big Take from Bloomberg News brings you what's shaping the world's economies with the smartest and best-informed business reporters around the world. We cover the stories behind what's moving money in markets and help you understand what's happening, what it means, and why it matters every afternoon. I'm Sarah Holder. I'm Saleya Mosin. And I'm David Gura. Listen to The Big Take on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. I'm Saleya Mosin, and I've covered economic policy for years and reported on how it impacts people across the United States. In 2016, I saw how voters were leaning towards Trump and how so many Americans felt misunderstood by Washington. So I started The Big Take D.C., We dig into how money, politics, and power shape government and the consequences for voters. With new episodes every Thursday, you can listen to The Big Take DC on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. If you love sports and true crime, then there's a new podcast from executive producer Dan Patrick and hosted by me, Jay Harris, that you won't want to miss. Playing Dirty Sports Scandals. Each week, I'm squeezing the juiciest details from some of the biggest sports scandals ever. I'm talking Marcus Dixon, Olympic gymnastics, Kane Velasquez, salacious Super Bowl-level scandals. Join me on the dark side of sports by listening to Playing Dirty Sports Scandals on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. The numbers told the story they always do. It's one of those idiots who believe in analytics. This is a numbers game with Gil Alexander on VSIN. Good Tuesday morning to you. It is a numbers game at VSIN, the sports betting network. VSIN.com, the VSIN app, Game Plus, iHeartRadio, YouTube TV, and of course, DK Network. It's Gil Alexander. It's Kelly Midland, live from Bar Canada at the D. How you doing, man? Good morning. Morning. How you doing? Good. What was the delay? What's what's happening? You threw, with you? you threw me off at first with the. Uh, I, I I love the jacket. Yeah, but, but, but it's kind of like a skin toned shirt underneath. Yeah, so it's a little weird. Yeah, I'm I thought you were just rocking it. just the jacket. Well, you know, on the camera, you can't figure out which way to make yeah. it normal. So that's, I, I struggle with that. There it is, ladies and gentlemen. <laughs> that's what we do here. Uh, on the show today, a little bit of everything. We've got some college uh, hoops with Jim Root from Three Man Weave. College football with Pete Futek. Yes, we'll get Futek's reaction to the committee, among other things. We'll project forward with him as well. To Army, Navy, to the Bulls, to the National Exhibition Semis, as uh, they're from now to be called here on the show. Uh, and... Uh, We'll have Drew Dinsick talk to us about uh, week 14, of course, this hour in the National Football League. Our power rankings. Can I tease power rankings? I don't usually tease yeah. power rankings, oh, yeah. but uh, I have a surprise team in the nine hole. All right. All right. Surprise I mean, I mean, team I saw in the nine what hole. It, I saw what it was. I know you know. I, yeah. I considered them as well. well oh, you did, did. I did not go okay. there. Okay. All right. Yeah, I did. Uh, we'll get to that. First, of course, this game last night. The Bengals is 10-point dogs. Upset the Jaguars outright in a game that could have far-reaching implications beyond that <sighs> final score. Whew. What a season in the National Football League. Burrow, Rodgers, Cousins, Watson, Daniel Jones, can I throw him in there? Richardson, maybe Trevor Lawrence now? We'll see. He's getting an MRI on an injured ankle. Uh, the Bengals win it 34-31. to 31. Before we get into the details of the game, the survivor implications first. Let's do survivor implications before football implications. We are down to 30 in Circus Survivor. 30 entries. 
24 more get eliminated with the Jaguars yesterday. Man, this escalated quickly. 30. By the way, nobody has multiple entries anymore. It's 30 entries controlled by 30 different human slash groups. That's it. We are at that point. What a battle down the stretch. Uh, The intrinsic value of each of the remaining 30 entries. 308,900 United States dollars. We know who 10% of them are. Yeah. One of them is VEASAN's own Paul Howard. One of them is VEASAN's own Adam Burke, who is in a partnership in his. And one of them is this kid, Greg Jones. I don't know if he's a kid. Greg Jones, who mistakenly clicked on the Packers on Thanksgiving, didn't know it until afterwards when his proxy called him. It's wild. He's still alive. It's wild. Mom passed away before that. It's an incredible story. Just just a crazy story. And there are six, in quotes, more circa weeks left, because Christmas is its own little micro week. Hopefully everybody saved Philly for that, or whoever they saved and whatever they're planning. Uh, but this has gotten really real, real quick for real. You know what I mean? Yeah. Oh, man. Okay. From the football standpoint, good luck to everybody, by the way, down the stretch in that. Good on everybody who has gotten this far. And to those who had Jacksonville last night, uh, my deepest betting sympathies, if you will. But this was uh, this game last night, you know, started out how you might think it would. Well, it was a seven to nothing drive for the Jaguars. But on that drive, they lost Christian Kirk to an injury. Uh, on the very first play, he didn't get up, never to return. We're going to wait on his uh, injury implications as well. Seven and nothing when Etienne went in from four. And then you saw, you know, a, a couple drives later, because McPherson missed his 57-yarder that, that hit the crossbar. Cincinnati got the ball back. And it was a, a drive that spanned the first and the second quarter, where for the first time you were like, hmm, Jake Browning might not be that bad, huh? They go 92 yards on eight plays, mix it in from six, tied it up at seven. They traded touchdowns again. The, the, the Jaguars went back up 14 to seven. <laughs> Browning engineers a 12-play, 75-yard drive. And I'm like, oh, my God, is he good? Like, he wasn't even good in college. What's happening? I know. It's 14 to 14 at the half. All right. And then second half begins with a three and out for Jacksonville. Cincinnati comes back. They go downfield, Browning to chase for 76, third play of the drive. Bengals lead it, 21-14. Why am I doing Seinfeld? <laughs> uh, Jacksonville then. Jacksonville comes right back, right? Lawrence off of a Dax Hill tip into the hands of Parker Washington from 14 out. By the way, I, th- I thought he was out of bounds. I think I was the only one who thought this. I love that you texted they me They gave that. it to him. I love that you texted me that because I'm like, uh, I'm pretty sure he doesn't have full control, me but too. the time his butt slides out of bounds. We're the only two human beings on earth. Everybody's like, no, the thigh was done. I mean, I had money on the jack, so I was uh, very, yeah. very fine at that point with that being uh, called a touchdown. So 21 apiece. And then, like, the, then the Bengals, they do this play where Tyler Boyd is throwing the football oh, after Jake Brown. Yeah. It was so great. And she throws it right to Josh Allen, not that Josh Allen, the other Josh Allen. It sets up Cincinnati at the nine. That's the Lawrence Drew Brees wave over the goal line. It's it's 28-21 Jacksonville. Late third quarter, you think the world is restored. The earth has returned to its axis for this game. Uh, but Cincinnati, short field after they had backed up Jacksonville in a, in a three and out. They end up with a fourth and three at the Jacksonville 10. Browning to chase for six. Two plays later, Browning in from one. We're tied at 28 apiece, 9-27 to go. And this is where everything goes sideways. Jacksonville in a tie game, 28-28. Third and 11 at the Cincinnati 23. Lawrence stepped on by his tackle 
uh, Walker Little. His leg then gets wrenched underneath him, unable to walk off the field. He got up, thought he could. Um, couldn't in the end. Needed help to get into the locker room. They come back from this. The place is a morgue. Duval County is a morgue yeah, at this, play, at this point. Yep. Uh, McManus then misses the 48-yarder wide right. Ugh. And you're like, oh, my God. First of all, for the survivor players. Secondly, if the Bengals win this, like the playoff implications every which way. Because if the Jaguars win this game, they're the number one seed with the ball on their racket the rest of the way. But they would be the number one seed right at that moment if they win this game in the AFC. Uh, Cincinnati matriculated 54-yard field goal for McPherson. Uh, McPherson good 31-28, 2.28 to go. C.J. Beathard is in. His grandfather's the greatest GM of all time. Six-yard gain on the first play. He fumbles it. They get fumble luck. That might have settled him down. They get it to... Uh, and this was, a, this was a funny sequence at the end, too, right? It's first and 10 at the Cincinnati 28. So they're thinking touchdown. They're thinking they're going to win this game. They get an eight-yard game, but then a sack. They use their last timeout. So they have no timeouts left. Uh, then it's another sack. So the fire drill is coming. It wasn't like the most harried fire drill, mm -hmm. but it would have been a fire drill nonetheless. Instead, Cincinnati calls timeout with 30 seconds to go, thinking, well, if he makes this, we want some time. McManus hits the 40-yard field goal. We're tied at 31, and then, like, the last 26 six seconds, like, I don't know what the heck they were doing. I kind of chuckled when he called the timeout, but then they did they did that draw play on first down. You're like, well, this might actually work out. Right, they got 18 for Mixon, but then after that, it was like, here's here's yeah. Mixon for three, and here's the tight end for, you know, dump off. Right. Yeah. Like, what were they doing? <laughs> so anyway, we go to overtime. Jacksonville wins the toss. Tails did fail, by the way, if you're scoring at home. Uh, they get it across midfield, but they stall. Um... So, by the way, there was a, a downfield hookup that got negated by a hold, which some people thought was questionable. So uh, they have to they have to punt, and so now a field goal just wins it. Cincinnati starts with 5:02 to go in overtime. They matriculate. McPherson hits a 48-yard field goal. Good ball game. The Bengals win it outright. The survivor, the 24 survivors go down. The Jaguars not only are not the number one seed now in the AFC, they only have a one-game lead in their division. Sweet. <laughs> like as you have Jaguars division. Like yeah, massive. I mean, what a, and now we don't know the status of Trevor Lawrence. We'll get the MRI today. Browning, by the way, 32 of 37 for 354. The 86.5%. Uh, completion percentage is the highest all-time in quarterbacks in their for quarterbacks in their first or second career start ever, ever. Jake Browning, Jake Browning Marino ran right He's, into him last night. Everybody saw that coming, right? Oh yeah, obviously. Four hundred ninety-one total yards for the Bengals. So I ask you, um, does this trigger a bet in anything for you? The Jaguars uh, who were minus uh, no, like a bajillion to make the playoffs. Yeah. After last night, uh, before last night. Well, we have absolutely no. Okay, I mean, this is it's a laundry list of injuries for for the Jaguars, right? You brought up Christian Kirk going down. We don't really have an update there. We have Trevor Lawrence going down. Sprained ankle is what they're calling it right now, but more tests to come today. We have no idea how, but what the severity of that could be. The left tackle. He was out he, for the rest then, of the game. He we never heard, heard a report on. Hurt his hamstring, Walker Little. Is that what they finally said hamstring? Yeah. Okay, because they kept talking about him being out of the game. And they didn't know why. That's right. He got bounced, too. Um, so you have all that. Um, I, I don't know. I'm just still reeling from this. Gil, I had, what did I have? I had 
Jags to finish off circa millions, trying for a 5-0 and week. That goes out the window. That Jags in a teaser last night. That loses. My idiot self bet the Jags yesterday on the look ahead to the Browns. I wanted to bring that up. And then all this money I have invested in them to win the AFC South. And when Trevor Lawrence goes down last night, it is... Now That's a painful feeling. Their, their schedule is still favorable, right? So that is at least a plus in there in the plus column for them or checking the plus column for them. But obviously the Lawrence status, I will say this. I mean, did it make you feel like the Bengals could be a, a thing again after last night? I, d- I don't know. I, I want to f- say I, that feels more, more, flu- no, I want to say fluky, but more one off than anything. But maybe, I, I mean, this yeah, and all of us that were on the Jags, we didn't sit here and complain about, oh, the bad luck with everything. I bet 34 points Jake Browning put up on yeah. you. Where were you, Jacksonville defense, the fifth-ranked D, uh, DVOA defense coming into that game last night? Where the hell were you all night long? You brought up the point about you made a bet on Jacksonville yesterday, but you did said you were, you did say you were treading lightly. Yeah. By the way, there was a voice in my head yesterday. I was like, because God forbid something could happen to Lawrence. And I didn't say it out loud. And that's the reason why I don't, because one time I did it for Colt McCoy before a primetime game and he got hurt and everyone's like oh my god did you say that and people are like oh my god you jinxed it the it can always happen it can always happen the other corollary to that is you were saying oh you should you should not make a bet at all or or, or make a, a, a small one the other corollary is you think about primetime games some people get ahead of that stuff and and bet ahead of any possible injuries for the next week's games just on the off chance it's an interesting thing what an outcome so many implications we'll come back drew dinsick joins us week 14 in total next the big take from bloomberg news brings you what's shaping the world's economies with the smartest and best informed business reporters around the world western nations like the u.s and europe mexico will likely have its first female president and then you have china and help you understand what's happening, what it means, and why it matters. He'll get his yo-yos to Europe in time. But the longer this drags on, the more worry he's getting. They knew that they needed to do this as fast as they possibly could to get a drug on the market as fast as they could. I'm David Gura. I'm Sarah Holder. I'm Saleh Mosin. We cover the stories behind what's moving money and markets. Basically, everyone was expecting, if not a calamity, certainly a recession. But the problem is that that paperwork, as our reporting showed, is fake. As someone who's covering the market, I'm often very worried about an imminent collapse. So I'm thinking about it quite often. Listen to The Big Take on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. I'm Saleya Mosin, and I've covered economic policy for years and reported on how it impacts people across the United States. In 2016, I saw how voters were leaning towards Trump and how so many Americans felt misunderstood by Washington. So I started The Big Take DC. We dig into how money, politics, and power shape government and the consequences for voters. It's an election year, so there's a lot of focus on the voters that TikTok is reaching. The initial reaction is like, oh, things are looking so resilient. I don't want to be too pessimistic, but I just don't see the political will down in Washington right now to to change their tune. I think the American electorate has been signaling that it expects a rematch of the 2020 election. These are unprecedented times. With new episodes every Thursday, you can listen to The Big Take DC on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. 
If you love sports and true crime, then there's a new podcast from executive producer Dan Patrick and hosted by me, Jay Harris, that you won't want to miss. Playing Dirty Sports Scandals. Each week, I'm squeezing the juiciest details from some of the biggest sports scandals ever. I'm talking Marcus Dixon, Olympic gymnastics, Kane Velasquez, salacious Super Bowl-level scandals. Join me on the dark side of sports by listening to Playing Dirty Sports Scandals on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. A numbers game on VSEN, the sports betting network. If you're looking for a betting edge this college bowl season, the VSEN experts have got you covered. Become a VSEN Pro subscriber with an introductory offer of only $9.99. VSEN Pro subscribers get access to our daily recap of the top plays made by VSEN show hosts and guests. Tools like our betting splits that let you see where the money and bets are moving every game, and our college bowl betting guide where you get picks for every bowl game. Don't miss out on this limited time offer. Visit VSEN.com/slash subscribe today to sign up for only $9.99 and become part of the Sports Betting Network. That's VSIN.com slash subscribe. It's Gil Alexander. We get tweets at Beating the Book. By the way, our clip uh, that you put out there of me and uh, Felica debating uh, FSU's exclusion from the college football playoffs, 95,000 views on the old Twitter machine. Uh, we got tons of, uh, tons of responses. I only read this last one that we got from Ray Pierce. Because we won't belabor it, but he said, "Damn!" The clip that Wyatt Tomchek put out there. If you think oh, I do anything, God bless you, <laughs> Ray Pierce. Damn, dude, you Perry Mason to the bear. <laughs> the Perry Mason reference. The fact that he uh, that he had to resort to uh, some kids in '93 with the same uniforms got a a break as an argument was telling. I was actually on his side of the argument, but you completely convinced me otherwise. How about that? Yeah. As, as Todd Wishnev once said when uh, he was beating me in tennis, but I kept winning the money, he goes, well, Gil, clearly you come from a long line of negotiators. <laughs> uh, so uh, here we go. This is from. I like the one we got of just the it was nice to actually see two passionate sides of yes. that with a with a actual civil conversation about it. Absolutely. If only life were like that. If only life were like that. Jesse Welch. All right, guys, my $343,000 survivor pool journey has come to an end. Monetized it well with the Bengals, and honestly, I'm way more at peace with it. Uh, way, more, way more at peace with it than I'd ever have imagined. Feeling great about next year with this experience for sure. Tony Farmer uh, is out too. He was one who was keeping us updated. Um, Big shout out to him for making it this far as well. Um, we have a few of these this morning. Uh, this one is from Vegas Valkis, who said, Down goes Frazier. Sorry, Gil and Kelly. Got to miss your opener today as I lost all my entries in the DK. $1.3 million survivor uh, pools on the Jags. Too painful. Uh, Gil, please send sushi. <laughs> and then this one, uh, just to follow VEASAN. Uh, not sure if you take a ANG special investigation request, but I've got a theory someone should look into. The theory is betting spreads is hard. Perhaps that there was a uh, money line contest that's almost impossible to navigate. That might back up the uh, <laughs> the claim as well. It's that kind of morning for a lot. Oh, one more. Titans Insider, by the way. He said uh, Richardson 100% never had control when his hip hit the ball out of, uh, out of bounds in the end zone. No idea what the booth was talking about. So there's one other person yeah. who believes what we believe from last night. Drew Densick joins us, ladies and gentlemen. He has uh, the host of not one, but two podcasts, uh, Dinsick Classic, 
which is the Deep Dive podcast, which he does with Andy Molitor, one of the funniest guys in the biz. And, uh, of course, NBC Sports Bet the Edge. He joins us from a very chilly, I mean, let's send our prayers, a very <laughs> chilly Long Beach, California. How you doing, man? I'm tremendous, man. Uh, it was, uh, uh, it's, it, it, it is. Winter, winter has arrived. Uh, it is full-on Christmas season here in the, uh, in the shore. Uh, we had our Christmas parade on uh, Saturday, Christmas party at my house on Sunday. So uh, I am very much in the spirit. Um, but yeah, it's uh, it's nice and cool. And if you look across the uh, if you look across the old NFL weather board for the upcoming week, uh, you already knew that winter was here. Uh, we got uh, a lot of totals in the 30s. And if you're scratching your head about any of those, I pretty much can guarantee you you'll find some pretty, pretty significant wind projections for those games. Uh, it's going to be a wild one this week. Excited for week 14 coming up. OK, before I follow up with that, yeah, what's, the, what's the temperature in Long Beach? Just let us know. Uh, fuck man, like 52, yeah, 52, <laughs> 52. Oh yeah. man. Wow. But it's a cold 52. No, you know? I understand. It's, it's yeah. A, yeah. It's a dry 52 as they like <laughs> it's to say. A dry, yeah. It's a dry 52. All right. Back to the weather. How has that influenced your week 14 bets thus far? Or, or does it make you stay away from everything? Uh, well, definitely you have to be kind of conscientious about market entry when there's weather expected. Um, you know, there, you can do one of two approaches. One is either blind fire unders on Monday and then cross your fingers that you're right and come back on some overs that you, you know, after they've moved five points. Um, and I think a lot of people did that just based on the market movements yesterday. Uh, the other alternative is you literally do just wait for things to settle down a bit and then just kind of incorporate it you know, kind of a classic handicap. Uh, to me, I took uh, sprinkles on a number of unders in the uh, kind of lakes region. Um, but the uh, the most important and kind of, um, I don't know, the critical handicap, and I think there's still room on this total, uh, was the Detroit-Chicago game. Really, really interesting matchup here where, you know, t- you know what, what was it, two weeks ago, three weeks ago, uh, Chicago had uh, D- Detroit dead to rights uh, and uh, really was just playing outstanding defense in that game until the fourth quarter when they kind of ran out of gas and Detroit put up two touchdown drives to uh, to ultimately yeah. win that one and then got the safety to kind of make the score look a little bit uh, uh, more favorable for Detroit. But uh, I still very much believe in the Chicago defense. I think the uh, personnel that they added has really helped shore up the run defense. Uh, and uh, slowly but surely, the pass defense is coming along as well. Um, now you kind of add that, you know, you know, kind of good Chicago defense that's being underrated by market um, to the fact that it's going to be, uh, you know, an outdoor game after Jared Goff has played indoors for like, I think he's on like 10 consecutive weeks or something insane. Um, and uh, Jared Goff and his tiny hands outdoors in wet conditions and winds in the 30s. All of this is just absolute uh you know, kind of dream scenario for an under. Um, I think you really have to ask yourself a serious question about, do you just take the under here? Or are you trying to parlay that with Chicago? Um, because you're effectively saying that Detroit's going to be somewhat grounded here. Um, I'm carefully following the, uh, the Frank Ragnow injury as well. Uh, he's a massively important part of, um, you know, Detroit's pass protection as well as getting their run block going. Detroit's offense is, you know, it's kind of gotten a little stagnant through the air. You know, they've, they've turned into just uh, Sam Laporta is kind of the only guy we can trust, uh, which is weird because they were having so much success targeting their wide receivers uh, through the first half of the season. Um, and they really, really want to try to get it going on the ground with, uh, you know, their two headed attack. But uh, in the absence of Frank Gregg now, they've already de- they're already dealing with uh, an injury to the guard, uh, J- uh, Johnson or Jackson. I can't remember his name. Uh, and, you know, this is all starting to, um, uh, you know, get a little bit. Uh, uh, 
uh, interesting in terms of them being able to consistently move the ball on Chicago. So uh, that looks like it's going to be an ugly one. I think under 41 is still a fair bet. I was looking at these, uh, scanning all these totals. This Thursday night, uh, this Thursday night game between the yeah. Patriots and the Steelers, the total is 30. So I immediately was on instinct. I was like, oh, what's the weather like in Pittsburgh? It must be terrible. No, the weather's <laughs> fine. The teams just suck. The weather's perfect. 30. Uh, 30 and a half consensus, but I'm staring at a 30. When was the last time we had an NFL regular season total yeah. this low? Wow. 1993. 1993 is the answer. That is correct. Yeah. Uh, yeah. Did you touch that at all? Uh, I mean, I'm a sicko who's going to parlay uh, the uh, Patriots Steelers under with the uh, Army Navy under because that's, uh, that's the way there I like is. to live. Uh, <laughs> you know, anytime you can, you know, anytime you can sweat out getting above 30 points in two games in one week, you have to do it. I think um, this is uh, man, what a matchup. Uh, <laughs> yeah. When when Jeff Bezos paid six billion dollars or whatever to the NFL for the rights of Thursday Night Football, I think what he was hoping for was the opportunity to broadcast uh, Bailey Zappi versus Mitch Trubisky. And lo and behold, here we are. Not, uh, not only uh, one and a half years into the deal. Um, excited to get kind of a temperature of Al Michaels in this one too, right? Oh, like yeah. He's pretty, he's sure pretty he'll be excited thrilled. for this one. Yeah. Right? yeah. Hey, early December, Al, we're going to send you to Pittsburgh uh, and you're going to, uh, you're going to broadcast a game with a total that's going to maybe close under 30. I can still see this taking under money. I mean, the Patriots offense is so phenomenally broken. It's really tough to quantify. Um, the offensive line is really, you know, doing absolutely nothing. Ramondre Stevenson is going to miss a few weeks now. He was kind of the only guy you could say had a pulse on that offense. Uh, there is no skill position players who are asked, you know, standing out there. Um, the, uh, you know, the, the effort that the defense came up with against the chargers last weekend was very impressive. Like that, any other game that, uh, the defense plays that well. Um, I think you have to tip your hat and say, yeah, you should, you should have won that game. Um, but, uh, you know, there's, I, I just, I don't really even know how you search for answers here. Um, the quarterback play for Bailey Zappi was about the worst we've seen all year. Um, granted it was a small sample size, maybe another week of practice with the ones, maybe he's a little bit better, although it's a short week, so they can't even really say that. Uh, after seeing the tape and looking at the numbers, I kind of just assumed they were going back to Mac Jones, but all the whispers are it's going to still be zappy time, um, which is not good because he's not necessarily a professional player, in my opinion. Um, the defense, though, for the Patriots is relatively healthy. Uh, you have a couple players who are kind of starting to round into to sincere form, uh, led by you know safety Kyle Duggar, who's uh, absolutely a force to be reckoned with in the secondary. And that spells trouble for Pittsburgh getting the ball going here. Um, I, I don't know. I, I was I, I may have sounded like I was joking that I thought under was the right look, but I wasn't. I think under 30 is the bet. Uh, did the game last night, obviously Trevor Lawrence with the injury implications being the headline, but uh, Cleveland installed. By the way, you can't have a spread unless it's installed. You know, these uh, installed is a two and a half point favorite in this. Did it trigger a bet in that game? Anything else futures wise? Or are you just hanging out and waiting to find out what happens? Well, it's very troubling to try to wrap, you know, try to break that one down. But uh, immediately screamed uh, Houston Texans to win the South when I saw it live. And I already have some Texans to win the South. So if you don't, if you want to come along for the ride, come along for the ride. One game back in the AFC South, along with the Colts, by the way, one game back. Uh, we'll come back. Some other sides that uh, Drew might have played this week in the NFL. His thoughts on the in-game tournament, the NBA, where he's got power ranked teams in the NFL. It's a numbers game at Beeson the Sports Betting Network. 
The Big Take from Bloomberg News brings you what's shaping the world's economies with the smartest and best-informed business reporters around the world. Western nations like the U.S. and Europe. Mexico will likely have its first female president. And then you have China. And help you understand what's happening, what it means, and why it matters. He'll get his yo-yos to Europe in time. But the longer this drags on, the more worry he's getting. They knew that they needed to do this as fast as they possibly could to get a drug on the market as fast as they could. I'm David Gura. I'm Sarah Holder. I'm Saleya Mosin. We cover the stories behind what's moving money and markets. Basically, everyone was expecting, if not a calamity, certainly a recession. But the problem is that that paperwork, as our reporting showed, is fake. As someone who's covering the market, I'm often very worried about an imminent collapse. So I'm thinking about it quite often. Listen to The Big Take on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. I'm Saleya Mosin, and I've covered economic policy for years and reported on how it impacts people across the United States. In 2016, I saw how voters were leaning towards Trump and how so many Americans felt misunderstood by Washington. So I started The Big Take D.C. We dig into how money, politics, and power shape government and the consequences for voters. It's an election year, so there's a lot of focus on the voters that TikTok is reaching. The initial reaction is like, oh, things are looking so resilient. I don't want to be too pessimistic, but I just don't see the political will down in Washington right now to to change their tune. I think the American electorate has been signaling that it expects a rematch of the 2020 election. These are unprecedented times. With new episodes every Thursday, you can listen to The Big Take DC on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. If you love sports and true crime, then there's a new podcast from executive producer Dan Patrick and hosted by me, Jay Harris, that you won't want to miss. Playing Dirty Sports Scandals. Each week, I'm squeezing the juiciest details from some of the biggest sports scandals ever. I'm talking Marcus Dixon, Olympic gymnastics, Kane Velasquez, salacious Super Bowl-level scandals. Join me on the dark side of sports by listening to Playing Dirty Sports Scandals on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. A numbers game on VSEN, the sports betting network. In the NBA, the game can change in an instant, but no matter how the action unfolds, you know DraftKings Sportsbook has your back. This week, new customers can score 150 instantly in bonus bets just for betting five bucks on basketball. Download the DraftKings Sportsbook app now and use code VSEN. The crown is yours. Gil Alexander, Kelly Bidlin, live from the Barrage here at the D. You got some NBA thoughts as well? Things to talk oh, about? Man, last night was incredible. Last night was incredible. That was the, I, I mean, I, I had the tools, the dual screens going, but like anybody who was stuck with one TV last night, I felt bad. That was playoff level intensity NBA basketball that we caught last Halliburton night. Alan messing around with the triple-double. By the way, I have He's them incredible. to win this little in-season tournament. You know what? I couldn't remember you, if you, you bet that? Yes. I you, couldn't remember if you bet it or you just said you liked that one. I liked okay. it and I bet it, but you know how much thought I put into that? Maybe five seconds. <laughs> Look, they are they're a it's a great ticket to have because what would we we would talk about this like if we were talking about 
NCAA tournament, right? It is relatable where you just got to win one game and you're advancing, right? So the Pacers have one of the best offenses in the, in the league right now. And they have a puncher's chance in every game. Exactly. They're going to have a puncher's are. chance in every single they game. Lose, they could lose every game, too. So I don't yeah. hate it. The um, um, Look, do I think do I think Drew's right about it's not ideal for the NBA in, in season one for yes. the Pacers to have won that game last night? Yeah. No. I'll disagree with him on the other one, though. I, I think New Orleans winning that game... Um, you didn't really have Zion put up put up his best effort, but I I I would think the Pelicans are more of an attraction than the Kings. Did, would you? Yes, I would. I would think so. Just, I think the well, Zion star just because power. Of Zion. Yeah, yeah. I think a little bit more of that. Had, you, then, had there been no Zion, then no. Yeah, yeah. No. So I split last night. I had I had bets on the Celtics and the Pelicans. Pelicans got home. Celtics did not. Tonight we do have the Knicks. And Bucks, as uh, Drew was talking about, that number's going up. I think he was saying he was liking the Knicks. That is five, five and a half. Bucks starting to take money. They were like five and a half, six point favorites. It did come down. I know a lot of sharp guys that did bet the Knicks. Um, I'm staying away from both these tonight. Suns and Lakers, I think, is going to be an incredible game. I think we're going to get the best out of LeBron and Kevin Durant really going back and forth at each other. Not exactly ideal matchups for either team. You know what I mean? I, I think Anthony Davis overs could be a good look tonight. I do think the Suns will struggle with the size of the Lakers. But, man, I, Booker and Durant have been so hot right now. I'm just riding my futures ticket on the Suns there tonight. I'm going to be staying away from that one. Any uh, Anything you wanted to promote basketball-wise? Oh, yeah. Me and JVT will be down there. Uh, okay. Down there for the in-season tournament uh, semifinals and the finals. So Thursday and then Saturday, um, you know, coverage TBD. I don't know what all we're going to be doing on shows. I think we're going to be doing some guest spots and everything. But, man, I'm excited. This, nice. I, I, the intensity level in those arenas last night, like, and I know those are home court arena, mm-hmm. home arenas. You're coming to Vegas. But I, the crowd intensity, and I don't know if you caught the end of the Pacers win, but when we're talking about are the players going to buy into this? Oh, oh the players are hook, line, well, and sinker bought in. I made that point. 500K, unless you're making the 40 million top or, you know, top money, it's still a lot of yeah. money. 500K yep. for anybody. Um, the Thursday first game's in the afternoon here, right? Maybe. Yeah, I think it's like 2 o'clock in the afternoon. Uh, I, mean, I may actually awesome. go to that yeah. now. Okay. We get tweets at beating the book. Mark Dickard. Mark, Mark Dickard. Mark Dickard. I'm not sure how you pronounce that. When since he went for it fourth down on the first drive, I was yelling, punt, pin them deep. You aren't winning this game 34-31. You got to try to win it 17-14. What do I know? <laughs> Kevin Ryan. Gil, not only did the Jags take me out of Survivor by losing to Houston week three, of course they destroyed my money line parlay. They are paper tigers never again. Oh, man, I feel for you. Bud. The numbers guys had the uh, mix and under rushing yards prop. Everyone was on looking good too until that timeout with 30 seconds to go. Some of these coaches have a little too much confidence in themselves. Can we all agree the fire drill field goal should not be halted? Yes, I agree with that. Don't halt the fire drill. I, you know what? I I had the same reaction at first, but afterward, I I, don't, I think it was a good call. I understood what they were doing. It was a good call. And and it was it a good point the, by I, Troy last night. Like, I, that's plenty of time for a kicking. As I said, it wasn't the most harried fire yeah, drill. Yeah. yeah. Um, JB, Uncle Bush, said, uh, had Strider, Steel, Webb, Cy Young, Long Odds, Futures, hedged Snell and Jags to win the division. Snell plus Jags to win the division. Parlay for plus money. Trevor goes down in possibly my cross-sport end-of-season award, AFC South, Michugas. Excellent use of Michigan. Uh, D Mark B. I too had a ton of bets tied to the Jags money line and teasers last night. The special kind of gut punch beat that requires mandatory two week betting break. 
By the way, did you see that Yale bad beat in college basketball? If you had oh, Yale against Vermont on the money line, you should take a two-week break. Uh, Jason H11. Gilly, on behalf of everyone not in Long Beach, can you please pass along a nice big pound salt to whale capper? Uh, Drew, if only he had a good sushi place to find solace. Scotty Lowry, can we get a Joe Pita segment on extracting equity on my Circus Sports Survivor ticket? Are you still in this, Scotty Lowry? Good for you, man. One of the 30? Let's go. And Jesse Welch, uh, can we talk about why on earth Duval County doesn't have a cart to take their fallen football prints to the locker room? It's very true. I, also, that was that was I, I kind of took that more as Lawrence wanted to try to walk yeah, it. Yeah, but I, I don't know. It was weird to me, too. Scott, Mad Marine 77 looks like those two people that mentioned the 800 to one and 725 to one parlays on division winners may have spoken too early. You say it best all the time. What could go wrong? That's gross. And then Ho Dog 23 says, Oh, Brock Purdy, the new Spencer Strider. Yippee. <laughs> <laughs> All right, we deserve that one. Um, uh, let me just say this um, about the Joe Pita thing. Well, no, I'll get into it with because uh, because Joe Pita and I had an interaction, had did have an interaction about the college football committee. He's totally on, on board with me. I will, when we get Futak on, I'll give you three points I didn't even make yesterday. The last of which is Peta's just sort of hammer it's kind of on the, the whole thing. Toughest ten minutes ever. Pete, Pete texted Pete, me with oh yesterday. He's like, "How many segments do you want to do?" <laughs> like, just really one, time for one beat. <laughs> just one beat. Uh, now, ladies and gentlemen, it's time for NFL Power Rankings. Plug it in. Didn't he used to say "plug it in"? Didn't he used to say? No, he didn't say anything. Like that was this just one. me. That was just Always. me. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> All right. And you want to go first? You want me to go first? No, you go ahead. All right. Take it off, buddy. Uh, not much change at the top, except while I still have the Niners first for weeks on end now, I did put the Ravens at two. The Chiefs dropped to three. Yeah, so did I. Does it not feel a little gross and wrong, though? No. If anything, I feel like I should drop them more. Oh, no. I meant the, the Ravens going up to two. No. Okay. They're the second best team in football to me. Okay. Uh, Chiefs are three in. They better get their act together. They're going to fall further here. Eagles remain four even in defeat to the Niners. The Bullies, Dolphins, and Cowboys remain at five and six. The Bills, by default, go up a spot to seven. And I really do think, I'll repeat what I said yesterday, to quote the great ladies love Cool James, they are the sneaky, freaky brother sneaking in from the rear. You do not want this team in the postseason. They are on the outside looking in. Their schedule is very difficult, but don't let Josh Allen in, because he's going to win a playoff game or two. They actually have a starting quarterback going. That's right. You know, he's above average. The Jaguars, because of the Trevor Lawrence, you know, situation, we don't know how long he's going to be out. They fall out. So much of power rankings this year, we're just talking to Drew about it off air. So much of this is you just can't justify teams with backup or third string quarterbacks being in the top 10 anymore. So by default, the Texans are now my number eight. They go up with their win this week. They've got a quarterback, too. And here, ladies and gentlemen, is the one that may shock the world. I got the Packers at number nine. I got the Green Bay Packers at nine and the Lions, by the way, who, who, again, I've never had higher than 10 remain at 10 just because there's no other team that I really can justify putting in front of them. Even though the Lions defense is terrible. The Packers at nine. Can I just talk about that for, for 20 seconds? They've won four out of their last five games. They've beaten the Rams, the Chargers at Detroit on Thanksgiving and the Kansas City Chiefs. Their defense has given up the eighth fewest points in the National Football League. I think they're a field goal away from giving up the sixth fewest points, the tie for the six fewest points in the NFL. Jordan Love is figuring it out and maybe has figured it out. And I'll say this again. When you hold a clipboard under the same coordinator and the same system for three years, 
uh, or two plus years, you tend to be good afterwards. It is clicking for him. The Packers are nine. Yeah, this is. Uh, I mean, look, it, it's hard to argue. They, they've probably had the be- the best the best past two weeks in the NFL. I mean, though you brought up the four wins, but yeah. those last two weeks, oh my gosh, been incredible. Uh, definitely were in consideration for me. Um, the Rams as well as Drew brought up. I think that with that offense and all those guys at least playing on the field, they might not be a hundred percent healthy, but at least all on the field together uh, makes them strong. All right, go through these pretty quick. 49ers go up to one for me. I did have Eagles there, kind of left them one. 49ers two for a while. Knew that it would be settled on the field. It was. 49ers get up there. Moved Ravens up to two. Cowboys go up to three for me. I did put them there, Gil. Wow. Dropped the Eagles to four. And then I dropped the Chiefs all the way to five, kind of like you were talking about. Like, where do they where do they belong? Um, I think Eagles and Chiefs were tough to figure out how far to drop them. But I I wasn't going to put them outside the top five, but they got to be four and five. Dolphins remain six, kind of like you said, with the Bills. They slide up to seven. Uh, Lions still for me will slide up to eight. I still believe that offense will come around. I know, and the defense has gotten <laughs> defense has got has been so bad they can almost only get better. Uh, Texans in there for me at number nine. They were ten for me last week, and then maybe this is the cop out, but we have no idea with the Trevor Lawrence injury. I feel like it could be a week and a half or six weeks. That's fair. So I'm leaving them there at ten. That's totally fair. With yeah, three I big th- question marks. I've thought about that as well. <laughs> it's totally fair. But, I mean, this is the year where we went through it again. Um, and we'll, uh, Lawrence pending, though. But Burrow, Rogers, Cousins, Watson, Daniel Jones, Richardson. Could Lawrence be the seventh to get knocked out for the season? We don't know. We'll find out with the MRI today. Damn near a quarter of the league, though. We'll come back. We'll talk. NFL on the other side next. The Big Take from Bloomberg News brings you what's shaping the world's economies with the smartest and best-informed business reporters around the world. We cover the stories behind what's moving money in markets and help you understand what's happening, what it means, and why it matters every afternoon. I'm Sarah Holder. I'm Saleh Mosin. And I'm David Gura. Listen to The Big Take on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. I'm Saleya Mosin, and I've covered economic policy for years and reported on how it impacts people across the United States. In 2016, I saw how voters were leaning towards Trump and how so many Americans felt misunderstood by Washington. So I started The Big Take DC. We dig into how money, politics, and power shape government and the consequences for voters. With new episodes every Thursday, you can listen to The Big Take DC on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. If you love sports and true crime, then there's a new podcast from executive producer Dan Patrick and hosted by me, Jay Harris, that you won't want to miss. Playing Dirty Sports Scandals. Each week, I'm squeezing the juiciest details from some of the biggest sports scandals ever. I'm talking Marcus Dixon, Olympic gymnastics, Kane Velasquez, salacious Super Bowl-level scandals. Join me on the dark side of sports by listening to Playing Dirty Sports Scandals on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts.